You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness and physiology right now. It's wonderful to have you, Dr. Anirban Bandyupadhyay, Senior Scientist in the National Institute of Material Sciences in Tsukuba, Japan. And uh, you worked on so many different aspects, particularly the microtubules in the cells and their potential for being a place where consciousness plays a role. Our group is interested in consciousness and the podcast we have is actually called Consciousness is All There Is. And so we want to explore with you your findings, your thoughts, and the beautiful work you have done. So welcome on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Let's explain just so that we have a good understanding and those who are not familiar with neuroscience and neurobiology and biology, we'll start discussing uh, what are the microtubules and where they are. So you've worked on them and you know them very well. So for the untrained person, how would you explain microtubules? Yeah, so microtubule is a very thin string, just like a guitar string, and it is made of proteins. And just like DNA, DNA is a spiral or helical structure, like the galaxies uh, are. And uh, this like spring-like structures made of proteins are there in every single cell. So suppose we are made of say 10 to the power 14 number of living cells. Each cell microtubule is changing its length continuously. If a particular moment it stops, a person will die. It is called dynamic instability. So changing length helps us to transport food particles and many other transport, all kind of, it's, it's kind of a super highway in the cells. But in the neurons, it's also packed. If you cut a neuron, a neuron cell, uh, which is considered as fundamental unit of consciousness, which is considered as unit where thought process is born, where our cognition, where our um, experience is generated. So for more than 100 years, uh, we uh, in, the, in the mainstream neuroscience, it was believed that it is everything. So the skin of a neuron is everything. Just like imagine somebody is saying that our skin is everything. So inside the neuron, these kind of strings are there, but suppose something is helical and spring, so it has a direction, like, so one direction, it allows the transport much and then other direction, it doesn't. So one of the most beautiful thing about this microtubule string is that inside this protein helical structure, protein molecules are like balls. They are just like forming a spring. Inside that water molecules form a crystal in a beautiful, unique architecture. It's not like water, now not like ice, uh, it's it's a beautiful structure that, that forms um, throughout. And on top of it, you also have a helical arrangement of water molecules. It's a three layers of helix, just like collagen. So most abundant protein in our body is collagen. It's the three springs 
connected together. Springs are everywhere. Even if I go inside the protein, I find uh, alpha helices, they are spring. So spring, nature has put spring everywhere. So you can find microtubule in every single uh, prokaryote cells, in the plants, in, in any animals, cells are filled with microtubules. So you can find it everywhere. Wonderful. So these microtubules then normally have been thought to be transport structures. Maybe they transport nutrients or water or channel something. But you have some found something more in them, which could be not actually like a classical change or exchange, uh, like uh, localized and time and space uh, entities mm -hmm. such as we call protein and we call mm -hmm you know, small billiard balls moving around, whatever molecules or atoms. Yeah. But there is something beyond the classical, which is more on the quantum mechanical level. Mm. And there is something about resonance and vibration. Would you like to tell us what is yeah. this that, that is in the microtubules? Mm -hmm. So uh, first, let's tell you some historical background and, uh, and the perspective. How do I enter into microtubule? I joined uh, National Institute for Material Science here in Japan, coming from India, mm, in a program to build artificial brain. And I thought I, I was a strong believer of artificial intelligence. And I, I felt like many scientists, even now all over the world, believes that if you have enormous complexity, then you can realize consciousness. And, and uh, it's not far away. And the day quantum computers will come, and then we will, we will have trillions and zillions and zillions of decisions processed in fraction of a second, then consciousness is nothing. We can realize consciousness and we can do everything that we, we want to do or we want to plan. So th this was kind of a perspective where I was there. Then came fourth circuit element. 150 years ago, uh, register capacitor inductor was discovered. But one particular device, humanity was looking for 150 years and that was fourth circuit element. What is that? That is you store charge in a, in, a, in a device and that will generate magnetic flux. So this device, people were, were looking, were searching. And 2008, the discovery came that uh, Hewlett Packard company and Stanley Williams and their group said that, okay, I have a sandwich structure and we can realize this. And I was very, then I was just uh, in my 30. So I was very angry and upset, and I wrote to the editor-in-chief, Carl Gimelis, that, look, this is absolute junk. Then he replied that we have received many letters like this, and we will challenge. But still, memory star is a movement, and people now believe strongly that if you want to realize consciousness, you need memory star. But I challenged very much at that point of time. And I felt like I need an insulator, insulating molecules, and spring ship so that I can store the charge and because of the leakage current, magnetic flux will be produced. So there is no person in the world who has talked about such a device. And if, if, if it, is, it is what was missing in the industrial revolution of the world in electronics, artificial intelligence, then this must be somewhere. Then I searched and searched and found a microtubule. And I said, I am the only intelligent person in the world <laughs> that I discovered that uh, we need microtubule-like devices or DNA-like devices or spiral structures made of insulators, insulator rings, and nobody else. Then I searched and found the name of Stuart Hameroff. And I went to Hong Kong to meet him. 
that who is this man? So this is how my journey became uh, entered into microchipil because I was searching for a suitable device for thought. Humanity was also searching. They came up with Memristor, we came up with Hinductor. So that's the analog of microtubule. So that is how I took the microtubule. I didn't know what is protein. I'm a hardcore physicist and quantum measurement is my uh, specialty. So quantum tunneling, manipulating single molecules within two nanometer was my journey. Microtubule was 25 <laughs> nanometers and micro long. So I, I, uh, we have in NIMS in Japan, the best thing is that you can go to nanofoundry, you can order anything. So there are special engineers. So more than 400 engineers work here. So we can take their expert, expert help. And immediately I started doing the measurement. So quantum measurement was, was nothing very special, but good luck for us that microtubule was 25 nanometers, not so big, long, it's fine. doesn't matter, but it's not much wider. So we started doing the measurement that what are the conductivities and then we found that it is insulator. So there were in the initial days, there were lots of challenges. Like uh, we wanted to understand if I photon, polarized photon falls into it, spiral pathway, how it changes. So the most beautiful thing that we found is that when a polarized light, a photon, a photon or light falls on the microtubule, it passes through a spiral pathway or any electromagnetic noise if you pump on the microtubule, because of the spiral structure, it becomes quantized. So only those who allows in a favorable path that are, this is why even in a elementary particle physics to uh, proteins, to any molecules, to our whole body, any go, go anywhere, even to the outer galaxies, you will find spirals. Why? Because spiral structure or helical structure is a process where you bombard with noise, any kind of jumping noise, it will select only those who can rotate through that path. So you can change the pitch, length, diameter, a simple geometry, but using that nature has created this whole universe. So the beauty, I started discovering that I pump photon, it starts rotating. So it creates vortex, so we published it. And then if we pump uh, our electromagnetic noise, it becomes quantized. So, and, and what the most beautiful thing that we discovered was that, because I'm from a musical family. So what I did is uh, I, tried to, I, I tried to look at the frequency resonance. Ah, I have it. So this is a historic document for me. So if I roll it out, it's a very, very long thing. Okay, very long, it will go. So I put all the resonance frequencies I found that where microtubule vibrates, those frequencies I, I, I carefully measured using uh, instruments, uh, manually build the instruments and try to measure where, which frequencies the guitar string vibrate. I found many, many, many frequencies and I could not understand for years that who is making this frequency distribution? Why? And I found one interesting thing that in the kilohertz domain, in the milliseconds domain, I found three peaks. And if I go inside, I found three peaks again. And so triplet of triplet, so nine bands. And if I go one band and there are 12 frequencies. So I'm from a musical family. I know Indian raga. And Indian raga is aroho. 
Sare gama padanisa, sanida pamagare sa. So you go, you will cycle. And two of them, seven into two, 14, minus two, 12. So I find 12 here. So is it composing raga like music? <laughs> and then uh, one day, actually, I keep, I was to keep this in the passage, this paper. In the past passage is long from one side of the corridor to the other side. So I, I used to look every day and one day I found this, there is a pattern of primes. Prime number of peaks are coming together and vibrating. Then I understood that, okay, so it's a musical instrument. So from the very beginning, from the proteins to my whole body, it's a layer structure of musical instruments. Just like imagine a clock and you have multiple points. And suppose I want to write a triangle. So triangle and a clock. Ding, 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 ding. So this kind of oscillation continues and microtubule memorizes a triangle. So using geometric shapes, it is holding and it's a beautiful world. So this is how my journey started in understanding the, the properties, the resonance, micro, microwave vibrational properties, and then the water channel, uh, the water channel, water crystal. So it's absolutely crystalline structure. So many people argue that why should microtubule have quantum properties? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's room, head is so warm, 37 degrees Celsius, and then quantum property needs cryogenic temperature. Come on. First of all, understand that every single molecule in the whole universe is a quantum mechanical device. Every single molecule in the whole, all bodies, entire molecule, room temperature, ambient atmosphere, there, quantum mechanical device. So to become a quantum mechanical device, you need cryogenic temperature. That is a stupid argument. <laughs> then how, what do you do to these, all these molecules? You just manage them? No, you have to understand how their orbitals are coupled, orbitals are connected. Can I find out a mechanism? to do that. So electromagnetic resonance is a way you can couple a large number of structures together and let the wave function survive. That is very much possible. So this is how quantum journey started and then it went on and on and on. This is wonderful. So the universe is a symphony, it's a symphony yeah. of creation as they use yes. that term. And now you made it real in terms of actual vibration and resonance. So how, how do you isolate the in individual microtubules? Is this a difficult process to no, take no. one such a short thing, a small thing? No, no. It's very, very simple, very easy. And then you bombard with photons, but photons are already quantum entities, no? And so mm. Can you explain to us what does it mean when you say a photon's bombarding and then they get yeah. quantized? Are not that yeah. already yeah. quantum entities or they are waves? Yeah. So photon, whenever uh, I have a light source, when photons comes out randomly at a different phase, different direction, so uh, photon is made of electric vector and a magnetic vector perpendicular to each other. Yeah. So now the electric vector is, say, you consider it because intensity is much higher and um, magnetic vector less. So say electric vector this direction and another photon comes electric vector this direction. Another photon comes electric vector this direction. So what you have to do is to is a, put a polarizer. It's a simple uh, uh, plate. So you pass the light and then only in this direction light goes. So in a particular right. direction when, I, when the light goes, 
So microtubule has a birefringent property. What is that? It has an optical axis. So if you send the light, then the photon, then it will try, it will try make an attempt to go to pass through the uh, uh, optical axis. And another direction is the direction of your bombardment. Okay, so they split into two. So in the room temperature, a microtubule splits a photon into two parts. So entangled photons are created. Uh -huh. Wonderful. So, so this is this is how. So many people ask questions: How come? How do you get entangled? How do you get entangled? Okay, this is how you get entangled. Okay, so. Another, another thing is that when the photon goes and another thing happens is spiral pathways. So electric vectors. So microtubule has another very interesting thing. Hmm. That is all the dipoles, the, if this is a microtubule surface, all the dipoles are 23.5 degree. So this particular degree, 23.5, this particular value has enormous significance in biology and the understanding of consciousness and quantum properties. If you take, say one polarizer, just a, just a piece, of, uh, piece of paper, which, which sends light in a particular direction and another perpendicular to it. So what happens is you block all the light, nothing passes. But if you 23.5 degree gap, 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 and then you will find you will get more light there. It's called base inequality. Mm -hmm. so, so what happens is quantum mechanically, the photon knows beforehand before passing through the quantum is a weird phenomenon, right? So whenever you encounter a quantum world, every every second you fi find something you say nonsense. And if you don't say it, then you have not understood. So like a quantum tunneling, you have less bias, still you are able to pass from one to another. So you are vibrating 10 to the power 22 times per second at this place. After some time, you would definitely be at some other place where energetically it is impossible to go. Yes, to pass the barrier, yes. And, and there is no path. Like uh, quantum tunneling happens, and then we put you know, different molecules, atoms are there. So we can, with electromagnetic resonance, we can vanish a part of it, and we can allow in other, other pathways where path doesn't exist. So, because quantum mechanics, path cannot happen. Because if you right. make the path, then you are in a big trouble because your position and momentum has to it's just balance. probability yeah. of existing different exactly. places and hmm. one probability is to be yes. on the other side yes so path is a very restrictive uh, definition so uh, when photon comes and then photon goes through spiral the collisions it creates a ring of light so imagine on a wall if the photon goes and we have a beautiful paper in the symmetry magazine where we have what we did is we took out the single protein two nanometer because that's my specialization because that's where i feel more i used to feel more comfortable because that is i was working for a decade uh, in on quantum tunneling measurement of molecules and molecular switches transmission through a single molecule group of few molecules so i took out the protein and i measured the music triplet or triplet band, a similar kind of band in the microtubule. I thought it's, it's a problem with the instrument. And I was checking in the membrane of a neuron cell because neuron cell, if you cut it, you find microtubule. You cut it, you find single molecule. So you go from 100, 300 micrometers to 
25 nanometers to two nanometers. So you go uh, a large scale, um, 10 to the power six order, and then you find that uh, it's a uh, millisecond domain, but triplet of triplet band, microtubule, microsecond to nanosecond time domain, but triplet of triplet band. And if you go to single molecule, again, triplet of triplet band, is the as if somebody has engineered from smallest single molecule to the whole brain body system, like a resonance chain. So, so it's, a, it's a musical instrument, but I have triplet and triplet band, another one comes in slightly overlap. So there is a synchronization energy transmission pathway. And then it goes from 10 to the power minus 16 or 10 to the power plus 16 hertz to 10 to the minus uh, 11 or 10 to the minus 12 hertz. So it's a plus to minus a wide time range where the harmonica music, and it is not linear, you know, one inside another. So what happened, we were measuring microtubule and then we found it's a millisecond vibration. And then we thought only millisecond vibration is happening over there. There is no microsecond. And then by mistake, we zoomed and we found another triplet of triplet in the microsecond. And then we zoomed again and another triplet of triplet in the... So you, at a time you see one, but inside that clock, there is a clock. So it's a clock inside a clock inside a clock, clock inside a clock, clock inside a clock. It's within an above network. So that's why we came up with a new artificial brain proposal. And then if consciousness has to happen, it, not, it should not be linear. It should be within and above. So it's an orthogonal concept to the existing philosophy that was there. That's wonderful. Why would that be three rather than four or two or five? Do um, you have any logic for that? Yeah, yeah. So what you do is I wanted to understand why three. And it took, it took many years for me and the discussion with many scientists that why, why, why three is coming up. So what we found is that if you take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, suppose for a moment consider that I am the nature and I'm the creator and I want to create nature, but I have no fundamental laws with me, right? Because fundamental laws, if I have already, then I'm not creating. Suppose yeah. I, am, I am in such a situation, then what can I have? I can have only numbers and I can do only counting and rearrange. Suppose I have a, an, a small, tiny element, whatever be it, in the string theories to say string, uh, some people would say, okay, A, B, C, bubbles, there is a bubble theory, and then many, 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 many. So elementary, smallest particle, whatever be that, I have it. What can I do? I can do only counting and rearranging. That's the only thing I can do, nothing else. So in the x-axis, I put one, two, three, four, five, six, dot, 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 up to infinity. And then I have, say, six, two into three, three into two, two ways I can, so it goes up. And then for eight, two into two into two, for 12, two into two into three, two into three into two, three into two into two. In this way, we can rearrange the particles or elementary things. So if I do that, I find a beautiful curvature on the horizontal axis. I rotate it and I find a beautiful temple-like architecture. And that temple is actually a fractal. It's a teardrop-like structure. And if you go inside the teardrop, there's a three teardrops actually, and you go inside. So because C2 and C3 
two and three, these two numbers are very, very fundamental. So what are the most fundamental thing in the universe? These are prime numbers. So prime numbers are the only thing which is not assumed. You can start with prime number of arrangement and let them oscillate and all other numbers will be created. All other symmetries will be created. Like if I cut me half, it's a C2 symmetry. So how many objects of the universe have C2 symmetry? If you go 16 billion years ago when the universe was getting created, 50%, 100 by two, 50%, 50% stuff. 16 billion years later, may mankind may not be there whole universe would take a completely different form could be but still 50% of the structure would be follow the c2 symmetry and c3 symmetry c3 symmetry how much 100 by 3 33.3 but 6 is divided by 2 and 3 so 16 so 50 plus 16 66% of the entire universe has c2 or c3 symmetry that's how the three comes so both together both together controls most of the visible things. So I wanted to build an artificial brain. So what I did, I, I built the spiral microtubule-like resonance structures or helical structure. Where do I inspired uh, to get helical nanowares? We, we took helical nanowares and we put them like C2 symmetry, C3 symmetry, prime number of symmetries, two, three, five, C7, C11, C13, C17, C19, C23, C29, C31, C37, C41, C43, C47. But if we go, we get, we, we go to add 50% plus 16%. So we go on adding and adding. Within 15 primes, we find that we have reached 86%. So if we have that, so then I, I, it, there was a query in my mind that if, uh, if there is prime, really nature has made a conscious machine like me, a conscious system like me with primes. Then I checked Broadman's region. Initially when Broadman uh, decided it was 53, then they found some similarities. It's 47, 47 is a prime number. Uh, how many spinal cords we have? 31, it's a prime number. Cortical columns, how many layer? So each one cortical column here, two millimeter thick layer inside my skull. That's, they say, where the thoughts are born, their perceptions and other things, memory, and then all specific cognitive processes are born. How many layers on each column? Seven, prime. Microtubule, how many protofilaments? 13, prime. You go to hippocampus, how many cavities? 17. So you go on, Wherever you go in the in the brain uh, system, even when you were looking at me, there are 10 to the power 12 number of molecules that are vibrating. And then molecules are C C11. So again, prime. So you see the prime number of elements nature used to construct us. Everywhere I started seeing the primes, 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 primes. And then it, was, it, it consolidated me that, uh, okay, so it's a, it's a very fundamental, the most primitive system where there is no assumption. I just take the prime number of resonators, put together, and then grow up, 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 up. And then it will be something that can emulate the vibrations and composition of vibrations in the universe. That is what is consciousness, because you are connected to the universe at every moment and you're synchronizing with it.
So this is beautiful. So there is a mathematical universe which has everything has a meaning rather than haphazard or trial and error. So you feel that there is a mathematical basis as some postulate that there is actually structure of mathematics that underlies the, what we see as physical? Mm -hmm. So I told you 86%. I didn't tell you about the 14%. So the problem that's, that begins is that after 47, you go on taking primes, large number of primes, you reach 90, 91, 92, 93, 30,000, 40,000 primes, you reach 94, 95, 96, you never reach 100. You never reach 100. So I am in our laboratory, we are making artificial brain. I'm, I'm, I'm in, in this laboratory, I don't have it here, otherwise I would have shown it. So we are making a machine that interacts with human and we are testing many different kinds of things. But please understand, in our system, we are using only 15 primes, only up to 47. We are not going beyond. So 100% consciousness emulation is impossible. The reason is the complexity of the engineering that you need. I mean, it goes grows exponentially. So suppose I, I want to include, say, I want to have 96% identical Tony Nader. Then what, what do I do? I need, I mean, say millions of primes. So that means for each one, I need to build a resonator. So even if I try with millions and millions of years, I cannot create a suitable molecule. So 100% conscious machine is not possible to be created following our the way we are seeing it. So it's mathematical globally. It's mathematical, it's rule followed globally. But when you go at the fundamental levels, when you try to see accuracy of the thoughts and other processes, then you cannot emulate. The mathematics prohibit you. It's like asymptotic, the journey. So you reach a limit. Now, as humans, we have consciousness and how much we go into that, like if we cannot create a machine that is fully conscious but we are a machine in a sense according to this perspective so how many primes and how many resonance factors are in a human being thank you for tuning into dr tony nader the podcast and if you're interested in learning more from dr nader please follow him on facebook twitter instagram and youtube